I've noticed that men's mental health is truly a loud silence. <laughs> but it's about time we start talking about it. Guys, welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are talking about men's mental health, too. <laughs> First of all, uh, it was Mother's Day, so I want to shout out all the moms out there, all the dads who have to be moms, all the brothers and sisters who've had to be nurturing parents, you know, the mothers, of course. And understanding that it doesn't take you having a child to be a mentor, a parent, um, a nurturer, a caregiver, right? It just takes you as a person to be able to show up in, in spaces that will require external support outside of just a person's capabilities and your ability to instill Greatness, uh, reaffirmation, safety, encouragement, esteem into another person is something to be proud of and appreciative of. And also, shout out to my patrons. I got a new patron. I want to shout out Ms. Marcy Quez. <laughs> uh, thank you for being a patron. Thank you for being a supporter and a contributor to this podcast. And I hope that it takes care of you in such a way that you walk away feeling lighter and better. Shout out to all my subscribers. Y'all are beautiful and amazing people. And I can't thank you guys enough. Shout out to the listeners. Um, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is a cool place to be. And something that ties into, I think this episode and men's mental health and mother's day is I'm going I'm to try to hit it all. I'm going to try to hit it all because it's just been on my heart and my spirit. And I recognized that first of all, this podcast alone, the demographics of the people that listen to my podcast, the, uh, follow my social media. I think it's 80 to 90% women, 10% men. And I remember when I first saw that, I was confused. I was like, what? I was like, is it, <laughs> do women have different ears than men do? <laughs> like, what is it? Am I saying something wrong or, you know, what, what the hell is going on? And this is a couple of years ago. And I was like, I don't understand that. How is that possible? Like, I don't, I'm not saying anything that's leaning towards any specific gender. I'm just talking about mental health and personal development, self-awareness, self-care, self-love, <laughs> emotional intelligence, emotional maturity. And as I've gotten older and as I started looking at my own relationships 
and I listen more to the world and the more I do what I do, the more I understood why the demographics is what it is. Men in mental health, it's funny because men is in the word, (laughs) but they don't typically go hand in hand. I find the demographic that's more willing and more able to talk about their feelings and express themselves and, and be willing to sit in the discomfort of what's going on. It's women, right? Women. They're like... Women are amazing humans just because of what they are capable of and the strength it takes to just exist in society. We'd also literally push a baby, (laughs) right? And even if you are not able to have children, the fact of the matter is, is you are still able to nurture because just like every person that can have a child doesn't mean that they are a mother or a father doesn't mean that they are the uh, the poster child for what it means or what it looks like to be a loving parent guardian caregiver doesn't mean anything right the capacity to do something the ability to do something is not the same thing as the conviction and that can go both ways and women in themselves are, there's a lot that they experience. Like I said, being raised by women, understanding it. And as I've gotten older, having friends that I'm very close to, that I care about deeply, that are women, and us having conversations about just life and their experiences and, and having a removed understanding of what they're talking about. Like I can only imagine I can never experience right and as a guy understanding certain things in my own space as a person of color (laughs) as a as a as a black man understanding what mental health looks like for me And as I thought about that and processed it, I look at my friends who are guys and the conversation that we have or don't have and how telling it is that mental health is this thing that's treated like uh, more effeminate. If you talk about your mental health or your feelings, you're weak. You know, you're not adequate, right? Just get to work, you know, do what you got to do, provide. That's it. You know, men are, men are taught in life to be providers, women, nurturers, right? Be the caregiver, always be willing to take on somebody's feelings, somebody's plight. Men, you don't have time for feelings. Go out to the field, work, put something on a table, come home. That's it. Provide for your family. That's it. It's more mechanical and systematic, which is why, there is a disconnect a lot of times when you ask a man, how does he feel? And it almost seems like he's wrestling out of a plastic bag that's tied at the top. There might be a hole in there that he could get out of, but he'd rather try to fight through the top of the closed bag <laughs> because men are going to do what they do, right? And 
having clients, I, I love, first of all, I love that I have a mixed roster. That to me means so much that as a mental health coach, I now have a mixture of men and women. And talking to both, I understand everybody has feelings. Everybody, to some degree, is struggling with the same thing. Women, the 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 the, the issue a lot of times is, well, I just can't find emotionally intelligent men, or it's hard because it just seems like they want one thing or this is this. Well, we have to we have to really unpack that. The generalization comes from uh, a reaffirmation of certain things. Society never made it okay for men to talk about their feelings, to be emotionally mature, present, intelligent, which is why you see in the dating, you know, culture, there is more of this, uh, let's say, primitive approach to things and the need for submissiveness or the the need to dominate and, and, and not really have the necessary exchange which is why again going into attachment styles a lot of times you'll find men to be more avoidant and women are usually more anxious this is just me generalizing it in anxious avoidant uh dynamics the men are usually the more avoidant women are usually the more anxious women are ready to talk about things and and process what's going on men will find a way to deflect dodge dismiss avoid because what you're seeking from me is too much. I don't even have the capacity for this. I don't even know what you're asking me. Like basically you're talking to me in Latin. You want me to hold space for your feelings. I don't even have space for my own feelings. The idea of me sitting with my feelings and thoughts scares the hell out of me. And you wanting to do that, you scare me. It's a scary thing. And I I read up on statistics. They were saying how the suicide rate for men is higher, especially later in life, 40s, 50s. And they deduced the reason being is because men don't have close friendships, male friendships later in life. Their friends end up being their spouse um, and their children. And this is only speaking to a, you know, a heteronormative uh, society, right? We're not even integrating the same sex kind of aspects of it. And I will say that it's still relevant in same sex culture too. You know, sexual orientation doesn't deflect how society still integrates certain, um, societal norms, you know? So a lot of times there's this impression that, oh, because you are, um, heterosexual or homosexual male that you are more tapped into your feelings and all these other things. For what I understand, that's not always the case, right? That's not always the case. It's a nature versus nurture kind of thing. Okay. That's why the hypermasculine exists. That's why, you know, aggression is more of a thing than, you know, expression in a healthy way. Like a man could cry at a sports game because his team lost, but if a man cries that, you know, his 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 he's no longer friends with one of his closest friends or, you know, some someone hurts or he watches a movie and he's emotional about that and he's sensitive, that's a problem. 
you can't walk up and be like, Hey, I'm sad today. You know, I just had, you know, I'm feeling pretty sad, feeling pretty alone. You know, I don't feel like I have people around me. I don't feel like I have friends or I need more guy friends and I don't have them. And it just, it hurts me. People are like, what the fuck? In most cases, not so much now. There's more space, which I'm, I'm grateful for. But in theory, the idea of men has been you have to be stoic and always have to be prepared for battle. You can't show feelings in battle, right? It's very objective. It's very get the job done. Okay? And that in itself creates this idea that my feelings don't matter. Going back to the uh, the suicide rate. Yes, the I, I thought about this. You know, men having a higher suicide rate later in life is because they don't have community, male bonds. And then on the other side, I've seen women say that, oh, yeah, well, men are more loyal to their guy friends than their actual relationships. And I'm like, but that's not always the case. From my experience, that's not always the case. You know, men have left their friends for their significant others, which is why a lot of times they don't have friends later in life. The ability to sustain friendships later requires some level of emotional depth. You have to invest to a certain degree. Otherwise, it's going to be a very flat, surface, shallow relationship. We are creatures of connection. And if the connection is not there, the relationship will not last. If there's not a level of vulnerability there, the relationship in most cases will not last. You could do it for so long. Like in your early 20s and, and 30s, you could play sports, you know, physically active, or you go to the game, you drink beer. If, uh, you, you know, you go scope out girls or guys, whatever the case may be, there's a little bit more social activity buffers that can allow a relationship to exist, right? The friendship of pleasure, Aristotle has three levels of friendship, friendship of utility, friendship of pleasure, and then friendship of the good. Friendship of the good is the last on the list. These friendships are very few and far between, and they not only invest in convenience, but they invest with intention, and they are usually good for your life. A lot of men don't have those kinds of friendships. Women typically know how to sustain relationships very late into life community. They were taught to do that, right? It's it's kind of in their being to be nurturers. And it's funny because men have the same capacity, but it's just not something that's encouraged. Everything is a competition, right? You got to get what you got to get. You got to dominate, take what's yours, which is why there's a lot of uh, mental conflict or you you have men walking around who are who are very angry and aggressive because they're not able to express what's really going on. The true feeling under anger is usually fear or hurt. When most people are angry, they're afraid of something, and them being afraid means that they're hurt. Or them being hurt by something means they're afraid of something. That's what it is. Anger is not just anger. It's never just anger. I can promise you. It is never just anger. So when we think about that and we process that information... We understand why, like in dating, 
there is such this disconnect in terms of women wanting to have a deeper bond with men who were never taught how to do that. And men just understanding, well, I'm, you know, I'm sexual, I'm hypersexual, I'm supposed to do this and this, I'm supposed to, you know, procreate, that's it. Procreate and bring home food. (laughs) But now we live in a society where women are doing that. You know, they're able to go out to work. They work in male dominant fields. They bring home food too, right? They still take care of kids. They still have the ability to have emotionally uh, deep conversations. Not all women, but, you know, we're talking in the general context. And men are always not able to do that. Like I said, even in same-sex relationships, that can still be a uh, a hindrance. And that's also something that people don't realize, right? Sexual orientation, again, does not mean that you have a different level or a heightened level of emotional intelligence, emotional maturity, emotional depth, emotional access. And vulnerability and openness are very different things. You know, sometimes we think because someone divulges certain information, like I can tell you, yeah, you know, I had this experience and it was this, this, and this. And somebody's like, man, you're so vulnerable. It's like, no, I'm just giving you information. You know, I've talked about this before. Vulnerability is, is kind of opening yourself up to harm, to be hurt. You know, vulnerability looks like, hey, You know, I have these people in my life and I'm afraid to lose them. You know, if I, if our relationship ends, then I feel like, you know, maybe they don't think that I matter. Maybe I'm not important. Maybe I don't fit in. And that affects me. That hurts. And sometimes I fear that. That's vulnerability. The reason why is because now the person that you're telling, they have information. They can use that for whatever. You know, they can lean in or they can kind of maliciously be like, oh, (laughs) you have a fear of abandonment? Perfect. (laughs) Beautiful. You know, men's mental health is such a thing. And being that this is a male-dominated society is even more important. The reason why is because if you have people who are mentally unhealthy navigating the system and creating the system, well, what do you have? A trickle-down effect. That's why individualism is such a a, a a thing, right? Individualism, culture. You know, fuck everybody, get what you need. You don't need anybody. Love yourself and that's it. Learn how to love yourself. You know, stop seeking it from other people, etc. Who's saying that? What does that person look like? Even entrepreneurs still need people. (laughs) Running your own business still requires you relying on people. You need clients. You need income. So no one's ever truly alone. It's impossible to do that. You rely on something. Even if you, you know, move to the middle of nowhere, you still need to be sustained, right? So you need to rely on the agriculture you need to rely on the trees the berries you know the animals right you pay attention to where certain animals drink water oh this must be clean water because they're drinking it 
right? Even if you eat some of those animals. If you're vegan, you rely on the plants to grow. Hopefully these plants grow properly and they're not poisonous. Why? Because I need them to live. So there's no such thing as absolute independence the way that people preach it. There is a need. We all have needs. And truth be told, men have emotional needs. Outside of just their significant other, there's a need for community, connection, belonging, safety, protection. It may not look the same, but we have to understand not all men are built to the same capacity or structure. And no matter how big someone is, they still have fears. And sometimes we have to understand the reason that this person probably got so big is because subconsciously they are trying to protect that little fragile person that's in them. So if I build out, If I build my muscles big enough, I can never be penetrated. You ever think about that? If you look at bodybuilders, some of them are building a fort around the most delicate parts of who they are. I've been hurt before. And if I build myself big enough, I can one, protect myself. And I can also protect that little person without me even realizing it, you know, But also, I want to be seen as someone that is worthy. If I have these big muscles, then I'll be admired. And if I'm admired, that means that I matter. And if I matter, that means that I'm important. Right? When it comes to the financial thing, men, if they don't have finances, they feel like they're a failure in life. Because why? There's no use of who they are. Which is why the idea of being needed is important for men. Not saying it's right or wrong, it just is. If you look at most men, the need to feel like they are supplying a resource is very important. The doer, right? If we look at love languages, I think most men, this is me generalizing, you could take it or leave it. Acts of service would probably be the thing. It's a doing of a thing, right? And it also kind of creates this buffer of having to talk about our emotions, me having to be vulnerable i can just do the thing and that should be enough for me to you know show you that you matter and that also makes me feel like i matter i'm doing something right mental health is so nuanced guys and if you're listening if you're a guy just check on your buddies and i know it may not always you know result in you having this deep ass conversation that because we have to understand how you are for so long is how you are. And that's been a programming that you've existed in for quite some time. So it's not just going to change overnight, but there can be encouragement for things to be different. Right? Check in with yourself. If you're a guy, how do I feel? What do I need? What's important to me? You know, do I feel like I matter? What am I afraid of? Even the idea of sitting with your, your, your intrusive thoughts seems wrong or scary vulnerability is a tricky thing because sometimes people think they're being vulnerable and they're just being open, (laughs) you know? And then sometimes, you know, I've seen men say, you know, social media is a great thing because it it opens up the world for nuance. You know, there are men that are like, yeah, well, every time I'm sensitive or talk about my feelings, they get shut down, you know, whether it's in the same company of my buddies or women, right? And again, this is using the heteronormative uh, aspect of it, you know, it's nuanced, but it all comes back to the fact that we all want to matter. We all want to feel safe.
and men need community. We need it. You know, I looked at throughout my life, it was always easier for me to have these deeper connections with women. And at first I was like, ah, maybe it's something wrong with me. I don't know. And then I just understood through life. I was like, oh, my ability to be able to communicate about certain things and also hold space is different. And that registers. And now I look at the statistics of my podcast or I look at the statistics of, you know, my Instagram or my TikTok. And I look at the demographics of people who follow and listen to my stuff. The people who are listening are the people who are willing to have the same conversation. Most men are not willing to talk about their feelings. Most men are not willing to address mental health. They probably don't even know how to. And maybe what I, I didn't realize this at first, but it's like it could potentially be scary. And the scary comes off his anger like, oh, what the fuck is this Isaiah dude talking about? He ain't talking about nothing. He's always talking about his feelings. He's too sensitive. He's too this. No one wants to hear that. One of the beautiful quotes I heard was, uh, you can be a warrior in a garden or be a warrior in a garden, right? And what that means is your ability to defend, protect, and honor is not always what you default to. doesn't mean you're incapable. It just means that that's not your default. And I've learned that about myself. It's like, yes, very much as a guy, I am very protective, right? My tribe is my, my tribe. In any ways that I can look out for them, I will. Even if it's defending them against the people around them, right? Caring for them outside of just me, but caring for them as people. Guy, girl, fish, dog, I don't care. Those are my people. And my duty is to protect them, right? And women are the same way. That's, you know, very protective. A lot of ferocity there. Whereas like, look, you're, you're, you're not going to fuck with mine. That's what, that's my mom. You know, she's always been that person. <laughs> and that's where I get it from. My sister, the same way. Very unassuming people, but not people to fuck with. And that's just kind of how I move through life is like, there's a peace that I walk with because I want to offer that to other people. And I will protect my peace at the same time. And there's a balance, right? Because there's no need for me. I've never found the need to be the the macho guy, the biggest person in the room, the smartest person in the room. You know, I got to cut down other guys or anybody else around me to make myself feel more superior. Nah, it's not my mode of operation. And I experienced that recently. I was I was at an event. And there were these men, they were talking about relationships and the, the concept of why men may potentially date younger women and how men at a certain age, if they are not in a relationship, is something wrong with them. And I was like, whoa, how the fuck did you get from A to X? <laughs> you didn't go through the rest of the alphabet, but where is this coming from? And the fact that you're so vocal and, and uh, you know, advocating for this kind of mindset lets me know, okay, there's a disconnect for you actually, because you're leaving out a lot of subjective experiences that people may go through as to why they may not be in a relationship by a certain age 
or why they would want to date younger. Women are kind of forced to mature a lot faster than men are for a lot of reasons. So a lot of times if men are seeking a woman that's younger, water seeks its own level, right? So although women mature faster, they're still younger, right? If you're seeking a younger woman, well, you're trying to find somebody who meets your emotional level or your mental level, especially if you're older, right? Because while you age, your maturity didn't necessarily do anything. Yes, you could go out and have a job, but again, a job is kind of just a job. It's a responsibility. It doesn't always mean maturity. It's very systematic, right? I could do this. It's binary. You see how layered this all is, guys? I, I touched on so many things and it just goes to show how intricate mental health is in general, but how nuanced men's mental health is and the underlinings of what is actually going on for men's mental health. You know, I remember when, uh, you know, Twitch, the dancer, uh, news broke that he committed suicide and, um, there was this outpour of just different people saying how much of a light he was, et cetera. And I remember for me, I was at the gym that day and um, I saw his picture come up on Instagram. And at first I looked at it and I just ignored it. I was like, oh, it must be his birthday or something like that. And then I saw it come up again. I'm getting chills just talking about it. Oh man, I saw it come up again. And when I saw it, I just had to leave the gym. I couldn't finish my workout. I left. And, you know, I'm not usually one of those people when a celebrity passes. I'm like, you know, <laughs> trying to make it about me. <laughs> like we were best friends and we had lemonade every Sunday, you know, chilling on the back porch and, and talking about our lives and our, our journeys moving forward. You know, there's, you know, some people who really try to make someone's death about their own life. I will say when Twitch passed, and this has happened with a couple of celebrities, very few and far between, but when he passed, it hurt. And I didn't even know the guy personally, but it hurt. And it hurt me deep. And uh, I talked about this on, on social media, how, you know, everyone rallies when it's already too late. Where you hear, yeah, they were so happy. They were always just taking care of everybody else, looking out for everybody else, and they just seemed to be a ball of joy. I love being around them. I love their energy. It's like, but what were the conversations? What was the dialogue? And some people are so caught up in their own worlds and you hear all the time in life the individualism of like, yeah, well, everybody has their own life. No one has time to check in. People got things going on. Like, what the hell does that mean? We're all existing in a world still, so whatever you have going on is probably a job, a relationship, etc. The likelihood is the other person also has the same things going on. So what is so unique and significant about your experiences that you don't have time to be at least aware of what somebody else is going through or even have the care to ask? And then it's the, you know, check on your strong friends. You can't check on people who've checked out. 
to say it in passing just uh, makes you feel like, oh, you're you're doing something. It's virtual signaling. And maybe in your head, you feel like, oh, yeah, I should do this and I should be more mindful. But then you go back to your busy life and you use the the reasoning. Well, I just got so much going on. I don't have time for for these relationships. That's basically what you're saying. I don't have time for other people. And then we were talking to guys and I've had this conversation where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't really talk much, but it's all right. They they just got things going on. They got a wife. They got kids. They got work. And then I ask him like, but how does that mean that you're not important? Why are you not important? Because they have these other things in their life. How do the two equate? Why does it mean that because these things are there, you no longer matter? And sometimes when I hear people say that, especially guys, I, I, I push the conversation a little bit deeper because I'm like, is it really okay? How do you actually feel about that? There is a sense of loss. There is a sense of sadness. I'll tell you something. There has never been an easy time when I've either walked away from a friendship or a friendship ended that I didn't feel hit by that. It's a hurtful process. It's not this just, oh yeah, whatever. No. Because at some point in time, that person was like family to me. And you're reminded of them. (laughs) You don't just forget. Men's mental health is so important to just tap into. And if you don't even know how to, you know, approach it, you could just say, hey, listen, I may not know the answers for everything, but I just want to let you know that I'm present. I'm going to ask how you're doing. I'm not going to stop checking in on you. I'm going to make an effort. And obviously, you know, protect your own peace, have boundaries. If it seems like it becomes toxic or overbearing, like that could be a whole different dialogue. But understand like your your closest friends, you know, especially the people that are just trying to make sure everybody else is good. Ask them if they're okay. Ask them, hey, what do you need? How can I help you? Not do you need anything, because they'll probably be like, no. Be like, hey, uh, what do you need? How can I help you? Or just find different ways. Pay attention to the conversations. Listen to what somebody constantly uh, complains about. That's going to tell you what's important to them. If somebody always talks about, you know, or listen to what people are happy for. Hey, you know, they thank me at work for this. A job well done. You know, I got this task completed. They said that I was this person. So that matters to you. All right, cool. That's information. Let me make sure I'm taking care of you in the way that you are receptive. And while I'm doing that, I could also open you up to new avenues where I remind you that you don't just have to always be doing something to be recognized. You could just be yourself and that's still enough. We have to take care of each other, guys. We have to do it. We It matters so much. I can honestly tell you, it is so important to just have people around you that care outside of their convenience. You know, if you're constantly hearing somebody tell you how busy they are and that's the reason they can't show up to the relationship, it starts to hurt mentally and emotionally because you feel like you don't matter. Oh, I don't matter to this person. 
Okay, now what? Vulnerability is not weakness. Needing help is not weakness. Checking in with your mental health is not weakness. Going to therapy is not weakness. A lot of men are afraid to do that too. Right? Go to fucking therapy. And yes, it may not always be the most affordable thing, but seek help. The reason why is because the more you start taking care of yourself, the healthier your relationships are going to be. And the healthier relationships you will seek out and cultivate versus just existing in this space where you just feel complacent. Right? Oh, I'm with this person because there's a means to an end. Or I feel stuck. Or no one else is going to want me. Or I don't know how to be on my own. Codependency, that's a thing with men too. People feel it realize. Eating disorders, that's a thing with men too. <laughs> the fitness culture is full of it. There are so many levels, guys. So many levels. And if you're a guy out there listening, I just want you to, to slow down and recognize that you matter. You're a beautiful human. You know? Your love Somebody want to make sure, somebody out there wants to make sure that you're okay, and they love you. And the idea of something happening to you, or the idea of you not being in their life, would affect them deeply. And to my moms out there, or the motherly people, you matter outside of what you can do. And maybe you may not have had the best relationship with your actual mom. And maybe you've came out on the other side and decided to do better. <laughs> that says a lot. We're all people just trying to get home safe, y'all. And I hope you make the effort to just make sure that your people are home safe. Not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. All right? Deep breath. Had to relax my shoulders. This is a this is a lot. Sorry, this is a little bit longer, but yeah, it is something worth talking about because I think, like I said, as a guy, the platform that I have and what I talk about, I it's me indirectly trying to encourage the need for communication around these things. I'm no anomaly in this world. I probably am a little weird, but I'm still a guy having a guy experience when it's all said and done but there is still opportunity and openness for me to talk about what's actually going on. All right. So take care of yourselves. Uh, take care of each other. Yes. Um, I have availability for coaching. You know, if you want to book a session, like I said, especially if you're a guy out there, and you want to talk, hit me up. Let's chat. All right. Uh, there's space. There's room for your feelings. And your feelings matter. And so do you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take flight. <laughs>